So this is the time where we look at small stories of the news uh, that may have been between the pages and not on the front page, but certainly address issues of the country and uh, issues that we need to think about with regards to COVID-19 and more. Now, in the unprecedented need that's been created by the pandemic, many NGOs and uh, programs are looking for ways to best utilize their resources and their finances with uh, what is considered to be integrated consolidated initiatives. How do we look at that? What do we need? How do we move forward? On the line, we have Gita Carroll, who's a social entrepreneur and a founder of the project The Good Machine. Gita, thank you so much for joining us. Morning, Michelle. Thank you for having me. What is the good machine, Gita? Hi. So the good machine is actually it's a it's a social impact agency and and not registered as a nonprofit, quite purposely to to shift the mindset in nonprofit and charitable work. Even though we focus in nonprofit um, or the development sector, but we aim to to troubleshoot and work within the nonprofit sector and bridging the gap between the for profit and nonprofit. Industries, as we would say. So, in many ways, you're a bit like um, Chickalulu, which is the large organisation which uh, supports corporates in their engagement with the not-for-profit sector. Absolutely, I think Chickalulu would be a beautiful best practice and, and a godfather and an organisation that we look up to. Um, it's just with with the goodness machine specifically, we we thought that being a being smaller and more agile and slightly more approachable from a smaller perspective, organizational perspective, sure. we felt the need that um, something like this could, could have an opportunity to exist. So, Gita, let's look at uh, the concept of philanthropy. I mean, I'm, I'm not even convinced that philanthropy as it stood before exists anymore, but that there's a far more equitable relationship, a shared value relationship as per Kramer and Porter. And uh, I'm interested to know how you see um, corporate philanthropy initiatives um, shifting. Absolutely. And I, I, I agree with you what you said about even philanthropy before covid and I think if we, we 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 use the word corporate, we use the word non-profit, but um, unfortunately, unfortunately, what happened with COVID and the pandemic is that we've really realized that people do care, um, people really want to care, people want to do better, sometimes don't know how to start. Yeah. And a big shift has happened in seeing that it's not just the people in charity that need help, but whoever you are, wherever you are, you need help because there's not this big disparity and disconnect. So... I think a good question would be actually to go back and say, what is philanthropy, you know, and what and how does it look between the, the corporate and the non-profit? So, yeah, so, so let's ask question. that question. How do you see philanthropy now, given COVID-19, and how different is it to what uh, was previously considered? And I suppose one yeah. could also look at questions of corporate social investment and the like. Absolutely. I think, you know, that's, that's great. I think also philanthropy has traditionally been something in the rich man's world, in a sense, and it's kind of been detached and it's been in foundations and corporates and it's kind of had a certain stream and not many people, organizations would have access to philanthropy. And But this doesn't take away from the beautiful work that has been done for people on the ground that maybe never created a non-profit because they didn't know how, because, you know, but they were just doing the groundwork, social workers, nurses, counselors, etc. So this kind of shift in what what the, pandem- the pandemic has brought is that we don't, you know, you don't need to be a foundation or non-profit or a philanthropist to give back or be this humanitarian. And we actually, 
the lid's kind of been taken off in the sense that we have a humanitarian crisis and we have to look at it with a problem-solving approach because our people are dying, our planet is hurting. You know, so this complete, like, like you know, just re- revised look at what is philanthropy is actually what we all kind of going through the motions at the moment. So in simple terms, what do you see philanthropy as now? Hmm. So the great part that COVID brought is that every person fortunately has, you know, there's been community initiatives where they've taken part in and they've, they've become charity workers where they thought never they would before. People have realized that who were once untouched because they were not a charity and I realized, look, my business has been taken away from me. I also, you know, there's not a difference between me and a, another person in the organization. So I think where we're at now at the moment is this um, disconnect between beautiful work and, and workers and people on the ground that are doing the graft and doing the phenomenal work on the ground and then huge um, organizations with effective or ineffective governance and solid systems and financial management at the moment. So I think as we look at it, the next few months would be the kind of merging of the two. So rigorous, solid systems, governance, um, transparent financial management, hardcore project management meeting still the heart and soul on the ground work of those people that are grafting. And that kind of middleman, I think we're in that process of seeing what does that look like. And, and I think that's a new, it's almost a new industry. And that's, I think we, we're kind of calling it social impact industry at the moment and not charity and not corporate and not CSI, in my opinion. I'm not saying this is correct, yeah. but this is kind of... Yeah, but I think. So, so let's, um, Gita, we, we're talking about a process, an equitable relationship that operates between the private sector, the public sector, and indeed the third sector or civil society. Yeah. And I suppose one has to then look at issues of trust. How do we expand that trust? We know that the private sector does not always um, yeah. walk the uh, clean line, and we've certainly heard yeah. over certainly the last yeah. week how government and the public sector has yeah. not walked the line either. How do we uh, improve on trust? Because we have one of the lowest trust uh, deficits. We have the highest, not the lowest, the highest trust deficit uh, yeah. in all nations surveyed at this point. Mm. Sure, and I think you, you mentioned Chikululu earlier, and they've got they have a beautiful example of how well they've worked with a corporate like a discovery in a corporate social investment environment. So in South Africa specifically, there are beautiful examples of effective CSI corporate social investment programs. Not saying this is across the board, um, but there is there are those hopeful kind of best practices that we have, and I do think that they are quite outstanding in the world, really. Um, and how we, and I think the South African approach always, in a way, be different, even if we look at a global impact index or the SD or Sustainable Development Goals. But a lot of money and time has, has always been invested in an international perspective into Africa or South Africa. So I think we would always have kind of a different um, beat to us. Um, and that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily affect the, the corporate. But trust in that and trust how we work differently to the international perspective or the indexes, et cetera, is a huge, huge, huge issue that we have. But I, I, am, I am hopeful with we have great best practices. Um, examples internationally and and locally, and then I mean I think it's a classic trust question. Like trust starts at home. Trust starts with yourself, and trust starts with your immediate one-on-one relationship. So, if you're from a small business perspective, or how you go to work and engage with your employees, and that kind of build trust from that, or how you give back on a weekend, or how your organisation gives back 
I think that's how you slowly but surely build trust again instead of going, we don't have trust on the larger macro scheme, but let's hone it back into your home or your neighborhood or society and then kind of, you know, put the one foot in front of the other one and build trust again. That's Geeta Carroll, social entrepreneur and founder of The Good Machine, looking at the concept of sustainable business models and how one can innovate around them as well, supporting not just the uh, not-for-profit sector, but supporting yourself as a business as well, and ultimately doing good in a very real way.